Hey you, come here. I want to tell you something. Do you ever want to be who they want a podcast? Then all you need is Anchor. It's the easiest way to start, and it's free. It has access to tools right at your fingertips. Plus, Anchor does the distribution work for you. You heard me, for you. So all you have to do is download, record, and upload. That's simple. Join anchor.fm today and get to podcasting. Mwah. Freestyle Friday, man. Freestyle Friday. End of a long work week. You know what I'm saying? How y'all doing tonight? I'm Jay Tatted. About to introduce the all-star cast. I'm going to start with the lady, Natasha. How you doing? Hey, how are you? Up for I'm Hannah. Great. They want to tell me. How are you? I'm fine. It's Friday, honey. <laughs> Mistress Dazzy, what's good with you? Y'all. She here. Always she here. Like, love it. I'm here. Can y'all hear me? <laughs> I yeah, swear every time I got something to say to y'all, they be trying to tune me down. But I'm doing good. It's Friday. You know. You right. sound like you still working. You need to get in the Friday spirit. Put the work down. Turn up. <laughs> I'm saying I'm ready to turn up. I'm ready to uh, relax, put my feet up, have a drink, something. Hey. Miss Kimberly, you heard you before the show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got your Friday right. How you doing? <laughs> Greetings, <laughs> everyone. Everyone, all is well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Then got the boss man himself. What's up, big dog? What's what, good, G? How what's good right, in man? the neighborhood? Oh, shit, gravy over here. How, how your neighborhood doing? <laughs> it's great. Can't complain. Freestyle Friday. We got a few topics we're gonna bring to y'all. Some goodness, some craziness. You know, we're gonna open the floor. What what the topic is? What we got? Well, I'm gonna pass the torch to Kimberly since she suggested this topic. And it's his worst dating experience. Oh. Who want to take the question? I, I could take the question. Bro. I got that. I, got, I think I got everybody beat with that. I, I, I definitely, listen, I brought it up to Steady Rock earlier today when he was saying Freestyle Friday. And I was like, man, I have a funny worst date story. But I, I can hold on to it Who, if somebody else would like to open up with it. Honey, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! <laughs> I go first before you start. Me. Before you start, Natasha. All I'm gonna say is this: powder blue soup. That's it. I'm gonna hold on to. Look, that. I think mine's is similar to yours situation because I already oh powder blue soup. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I don't know, but I think I, okay. My thing is powder blue coffin. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you should see, so you know which way mine is going. Out of blue coffin. <laughs> what the what? Yeah, oh honey. Yeah, honey. You, you got to you got to take the flow. <laughs> you got to take the flow on that. Go please. Uh-huh. Elaborate. Yes, yes, yes. This was like many moons ago. 
um, you know, I had to go through the process of planning the funeral, unfortunately, you know. So anywho, met this nice guy, he's the funeral home director, right? And so after the funeral, he did the funeral, a month later, you know, we actually started, you know, seeing each other, you know? Nice guy, very handsome, very intelligent, tall, distinguished. <laughs> and, you know, he was cool, he was kicking it and everything. So one night, he came over my house. This is when we got real close and stuff and comfortable around each other. He came over my house and, you know, he was laying in the bed. We was watching TV. He said, Dag, I can't get comfortable here. Now, he drove one of them big Yukons, right? You know what a Yukon is, right? I thought you was about to say Hurts, but yeah. No, it was a Yukon. He had this big Yukon. So he said, I can't get comfortable here. I was like, well, why not? I was like, well, get up and go home. I kind of got offended. He said, no, it's nothing like that. And I said, well, what's going on? He goes, I got Mrs. Gomez outside. What? What? <laughs> what? So I'm like, well, who the fuck is Mrs. Gomez? Like, what does so this bitch do outside? Your house? Right? Yo, yes! And he's like, no, nah, I had to stop him because stop the pickle body up. You know, and I just came here first. And that's it. That, I, I just couldn't no more. I said, you know what? No, no, no. This ain't going to work. This ain't going to work at all. Yes. Yes. I mean, it wasn't a date we was on, but look, we was together that night. And he pulled up with Mrs. Gomez and that Yukon. I guess he had a freezer back there storing up. And he thought it was, see, to him it was fine because that was his profession. I just couldn't get used to it. You know, because he was definitely a person who I never asked how his day was at work. <laughs> I could never do that. You know, he's a funeral director, so yeah. That, I mean, that, honestly, Mrs. Goldman's wouldn't have been upset. I mean, she was already, you know. That's kind of romantic, know. man. He dropped That's everything. romantic. Literally. He dropped everything, literally. He pulled up the body in the back, like, anything for you. Are you serious? He's, even if that means I got to cut the funeral short, we'll put it in the ground tomorrow. Nah, I just couldn't. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, I just couldn't no more. And from that point on, because I still was dealing with him, like, you know, a while after that. And every time he would rub me and massage me and try to caress me, I'm like, well, you're about to start cracking my joints. It's like everything was just going through my head because he was a funeral director. So I just couldn't get that out of my head. And, you know, he was just rolling around with this, all this stuff. And then we would go out. I'd be hearing things thumping around in the back of that truck. I'm thinking, what is it? You know, who is it? <laughs> I just couldn't do it no more. You know, he's a nice guy, but it just wasn't going to work. I just couldn't. That, that, let me tell you something. That's a tough um, position to be in, dating somebody in that field. I'm so serious. Because you have to be open to anything. <sighs> yeah, I, I just couldn't. Especially caskets. Especially, yeah, especially caskets. <laughs> hey. I am... Deceased on that one. <laughs> but was it was it so disgusting that you couldn't open his wallet? Well, he well, see, here's the thing. Okay, I'm not I'm not that type of girl. You know, I like nice things. You know, I I don't mind having a dude that has money and everything. But he was a real nice guy. We actually had a real vibe going on. So he wasn't somebody who I was gonna say, okay, well, I'm just gonna keep him around for this or that. You know, he was a nice guy. You know, so and I didn't want to. Like, just keep pull, keeping him around, and I didn't really have anything for him. And you know, I have my own money, so money wasn't all that to me. So you guys weren't emotionally connected. It was just I was. We was getting to that point emotionally connected. I'm not gonna even lie, you know, because we were spending a lot of time together. But it was just something in me 
that I I just I just couldn't get past. You know, he was just too open. You know, with his profession, I even spoke to him a couple times. I was like, you know, there's some things I don't want to hear or be around. <laughs> you know, and, and he was just like, I, I don't, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't. I don't know what. Maybe it's something with me. I, maybe I wasn't too open-minded, I, but I just couldn't. I, I that, that kind of bothered me. It really. You could have got a discount on a mean. You know, I'm just saying, it's my past in the family. Funeral would have been cheap as hell. Well, I did, I did, because like I said, that's how I met him. I got a lot of discounts and everything, but listen, come on, somebody rolls up and they tell you they got Mrs. Gomez in the back and they get out in their car and it's a body. You let me know how you feel about that. Oh, I'm black. I'm calling the police on you, G. I'm not getting no accessory, no sir. Yeah, I, I, that right there, I was like, oh no, I just couldn't. Uh, and he was a nice guy, and that's why I said, you know, maybe just let him go his way, I go my way. Maybe later on we can revisit the situation and see if it will work out later on. But, you know, then, you know, then we never, like, hook back up. We still know each other, so. So cool. But that's my worst dating experience right now. The really? reason. That's there yes. for the reason and not the season. Right. And please welcome Mr. Stazzy to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You Feel hey, free to Daddy. give your thoughts on the topic. Hey, Man, them the type of friends that don't get no love nowadays. Who don't get no what? The real friends, you better try and be a real friend to people. They be like, you a hater, you a hater. Like, no, I'm not a hater because I'm not telling you everything glitter and everything glitter and gold. Like, no, true friends call you out on your bullshit. But them type of friends that get shitting on nowadays, don't nobody want to hear they doing wrong. Everybody want a yes man in their corner. No, I don't do the yes man thing. Can't do that. No, sorry, no. No, uh-uh. I'm so a true Dazzy, Dazzy, would you tell would you tell a friend that their significant other is cheating on them? Let's hear you try. Right there. Where they gonna like, go? They all ready. What? Hello? Look, I would have I would have been good if he was a half an hour late to go make a pit stop and drop her off. Alright? I wouldn't have been beefing enough. He would have hurt my mouth. He, he could have been a, even I would have gave him even an hour. But just to think, he, just to think, I mean, he came after touching her and putting her in the freezer, came and hugged me. He was with me that night. You understand what I'm saying? Like, right literally after he picked the body up and tossed it in the, nah. I just couldn't let it go. Everything was going through my head. Everything was going through my head. You know, so you course, never rolled in the hearse? Roll in the hearse? Yeah, like well, you yeah. taking on a date in the funeral home car? He had that big Yukon, and now I know what was going on in the back. Because <laughs> I didn't realize he had a freezer back there, a refrigerator. Man, Until that body would have like, set up one time. You would have never called him again. You would have never called him again. Listen, listen, you know, I have a lot of respect for a funeral home. My uncle's a funeral home director. So, I mean, you know, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for him, but I just couldn't, like, at that point, that was just, the, to me, it was a bad experience. And I just couldn't bring myself to be like, all right, well, let me try to overlook this and work. work through. I wasn't willing to do it back then. I wasn't. Maybe if we ever tried to spark something up now, I would like think about it and stuff. But Kimberly, the floor is yours. Is she even there, Kimberly? 
Yeah, I'm here. I'm switching over to my laptop. All right, big dog. Let's go. Let's see where's Damon's being. Come on. Really, you want to pass it over to me? See, Kimberly's back. Kimberly is so back. Oh. Hey, Kimberly. See, she's back. <laughs> okay, can y'all hear me loud and clear? Sure can. Yep. Ooh, thank yes, God. Okay, so this was a few years ago. Um, Before Katrina. This is how I date a lot of things in my life now, before Katrina. So. Wait, excuse me. You're from New Orleans? Yes. So am I. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Where are you living at now? Now I live in, well, I live in Midway. Oh, so you're in Florida too? Mm -hmm. Listen, I just need to call it a day and move myself back to Florida. That's all. But Where are you now? I digress. Well, I'm back in New Orleans now, but we were just in Florida for a couple of days. I, well, I used to live in Lakeland. Mm -hmm. When my, you know, after Katrina, I was there for a while and I absolutely loved it. It was, it was beautiful. The weather, just everything. And then we went to Pensacola for a few days. Uh, just got back today and I was like, I miss living in Florida. So, but anyway, I digress. Um... <laughs> So this is a few. Accent. I'm sorry, y'all. No, no, it's okay. It's fine. Um, so we were. This is before Katrina. This is, this was so long ago. This was before like social media. Like this was when people were still, on the party lines, on the chat lines, meeting people, right? So, got on the party line, connected with this guy. Talked for a few days, had great conversations. So he's like, okay, we are going to meet up for lunch. He's like, you can pick me up from work. He had a job with the state um, doing accounting for, um, I forget which state, um, which branch of the state he worked for. But I was like, okay, I can totally get with that. So I'm like, I'll pick you up from lunch for lunch. No problem. So he told me where he was. <laughs> yeah, well, not though. It's, you know, but you know what? Let me tell you something. I lost my mother, my brother, and my father, the three closest people to me. And I feel their spirits and I talk to them. So I'm not scared. You understand what I'm saying? But, um, you know, uh, but it depends on the relationship you have with the spirit. And I don't want to get off the topic. <laughs> you brung it up and stuff. But, you know, it, you know, it's good talking to the spirit, you know? You don't think that's creepy though? Like, like I understand people they be like they looking down on me. I don't think I want my people looking. First of all, I'm nasty. I don't need my family looking down on me. Oh, you know Lord, Emma, what you doing? Jesus Christ! You know <laughs> they looking down on you, cool. shaking their head like. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. I fuck around, get to the afterlife. They're like, boy, don't, don't, don't hug me. Well, you don't even ask me to put a recommendation and think you cut you ain't getting here, bro. <laughs> 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 I don't need that. Mm -mm. That's a good but, thought, but, but I don't need that. <laughs> Majority of them already know you freaky, uh, though, so they already know what to expect when they yeah. when they yeah. find you. Mm -mm. So no, let me ask you no. something. Being that you said that, and I hate to get off this topic because we're going to come back. So you mean to tell me if you in the middle of getting it in and the spirit comes messing with you or something, you just like jump it off and like, hey, hey. <laughs> Like, what do you like, like, hey, this wrong time, you know what I'm saying? Because you ain't stopping what we got going. Like, well, you see that you ain't too afraid of the spirit. 
Man, yep. if a spirit come hunting me and I'm in the middle of something, you just gonna have to watch. I'll communicate with you. I'm done. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm just like, yeah. Sorry. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Grab a seat. Yeah. This yeah, is amazing. Minute, well, I said, grab that camera. You know, I like being recorded. You know what I'm saying? You're looking for a camera person. Go back and tell your friends. Let them all come see. At this point, it is what it is. Oh, no. Uh uh-uh. uh. We know not to be, no not to come visit best, you know. I mean, please don't. I got enough spirits come see me on a daily basis. Aside from my clients that call and ask me to connect with theirs, and they are intrusive. So yeah, that's that's. Please the spirits are intrusive. They are. They don't have no kind of. Resp- I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Their rules are different than our rules. So what do they do? I need to know. Like they will wake you up out of your sleep. They just wake you up. Wait, nigga, get up. <laughs> knock on your door. It random. I mean, when I we'd have to have a whole nother subject about what spirits have done and what I've encountered. That's very interesting. Yeah, we do. They're they're very interesting. I've been woken out of my sleep, like by touch. And then I'm like, who, who is that standing over me? And they will be standing over you like, Hey, you can see me. Like, yeah, I can see you. What do you want? Wow. Wow. That's the first time. That's interesting. I've never heard nothing like that. Yeah. Change your Being whole a life medium is not fun. Being a psychic is not fun. Just to let anyone out there that knows, I love my abilities, but it's not fun. <laughs> like now, being that you said it's not fun, do you find yourself at the end of your your task, your jobs and stuff? Gotta be like, damn, you know, I I need to go talk to somebody. <laughs> you know um, what I'm saying? Sometimes I do, but I um. I have gotten to the point where I know how to shield my energy. So like after each session that I have with each person, I have to literally like cleanse my energy and reset my energy because my calls and my clients, they come in so often to where it's like one moment I have a lady asking me about her husband cheating. The next moment I have a lady that wants me to connect her with her dead brother or her dead parents. So it's like I have to do a constant reset of my energy because when I connect with the deceased, I'm feeling their emotions, their pain, everything that they went through. And so I have to cleanse all that off to then reset and kind of set with the other person. So sometimes I do. I need to talk to someone and and be like, look, I just had this session with this lady. We cried because I be crying too. You know, they'd be like, well, what do they say? I'm crying with them as if I knew this person because it's their emotions. And it's like, ooh, it, sometimes it's unsettling. Like I mm. had, I'm sorry, I'm just taking over. But um, like I had one lady, she called um, and she was like, she didn't give me any, any tips. She was like, can you connect with my sister? And I was like, well, I feel her energy. She's very sad. She's feel very betrayed. Um, you know, I tried to kiss you. Did you I miss you holding hand like four teeth? Yeah, yuck mouth. At the top? Okay, I thought I forgot to say that. I thought I forgot to say that. And I'm like, hold, I'm like, man, what I said, what are you doing? So what, what did he order to eat? eat with only one, a couple of teeth? He ordered so, a hamburger. Oh, no, I mean, what can he possibly eat? No, he ordered a hamburger and he chewed that mother, I'm so sorry. He chewed it like he had a mouthful of teeth. Do you hear me? Mouthful. Because it was everywhere, all down the front of his clothes. 
there and watched her die. Even even now telling y'all the story, I'm getting uh, Your chills. tears in my eyes because right. it was very connecting to her energy was very traumatic because she felt mm. betrayed. She felt stupid. She felt like she was young. She was really young. Like mm. in her eight, 18, you know, and, and it was just very traumatic for her. So it's like my day can go anywhere from am I going to pass a test to I need to talk to someone that's been murdered. So it's like you got to know how to balance that energy because it could attach to you. Right, 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 right. Wow. Well, thanks for sharing that. I've just learned a lot and stuff. Wow. Yeah, so, so spirits could be intrusive. Yeah, they, they'll watch you have sex. <laughs> like a he lied about his age. And I'm like, why? Why, well, do people, why do people even do that? If you are very obviously not the age that you say and the person meets you, how do you, how do you, how do you explain? How old he told you he was? He told me at the time, he told me he was like 28. And a man looked to be about 45, like no jokes. Uh -uh. And I'm all 45 at that. Uh -uh. And I'm being generous because I really could could have said like 52, but I don't want, you know, like I said, I don't want to judge, but I don't get the whole, if you know you're going to meet somebody, why are you lying about what you look like? Why are you lying about your age? That man could have like, you went free, sex and eight housing, and you turned it down because he's missing a few teeth. What, what, what do these women really want? Jay. Jay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you might have to just parade his food every night, you know, and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and everything, you know. Listen. You know, I don't know. Know. I'm yeah, the the my snakes coming around. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that whole experience, like, I did not relay it properly, but it was horrifying. It was horrifying. But it really changed things about the way I dated people. And it changed when, you know, the way I went about even meeting people at the time. Right. Yeah. Like, I'm being upfront about who I am, what I look like, all these things. I need to know you are, too. So I'm he not probably, He probably looked that. like that 15 years prior to y'all. Like, if you'd have met him like 10 years ago, he'd have been anything he said he was. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but listen, Jay ain't lying. He's telling the truth. He telling the Life truth. Be he hard, man. Exactly that. Yes. And at one time he did look like he was good looking. At one time he did like he looked like he was a good looking man. But mm. you know, it's not for me to judge. Mm. It's not for me to judge. But sir, no, it is a negative for me. The biggest negative should have been any any man ready to put his mom in a home for six or eight living is a man you don't need to date anyway. That's true. That's true. When he went to saying that, I was like, what? And I'm maybe he thought that would appeal to me, that he would have a Section 8 house, cheap rent. I don't know, but I... That's, mm -mm. So that was his that big was ambition bad, in life. That was his ambition in life, securing a Section 8, not the bag, but the Section 8. <laughs> From that was his <laughs> hey, once he get that cheap rent, anything else gonna fall in place. You know what I'm the cheap rent come back. You know what I'm Boy, Jay is just wholeheartedly committed to this thing. Let's just say that Jay is wholeheartedly committed to it. I'm, I am a firm believer in seeing it through to the finish line. You gotta see it through. 
You got to see it through. Something you might pop up. My boy. Isn't that what they say? You got to see it through, my boy? Yeah. So let me tell you. She played her part. You know what I'm saying? She played her part. She 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 played. She did what she signed on to do. You know, she came on. I guess he figured she was a trophy. And she played that role, stayed by his side and stuff. So listen, I mean, 24 years, I think they have. So she deserves something. You know what I'm saying? She certainly deserves something and whatnot. But I mean, <clears throat> that whole thing, ripping that um, prenuptial up in the middle of a heated romantic, you know, um, night and stuff and everything. I don't know. She should have left that alone because that just made her look crazy. Yeah, that's okay. That made her look crazy. But wow, I mean, there were a lot of people saying she took a loss. Shoot, I'll take that L. <laughs> that's a good L to take $300,000. And still, he got to pay all the expenses for her and her mother's house for living and her health insurance. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 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 So that was a good L she took. 300K. You told me that was a good L. Yeah, good L she took because she, she wanted 1.6 million a month. And people saying she took a loss because now she's she getting this 300,000. Yeah, That's took a good L. I'll take that L. <laughs> and they ain't hurting his pockets, technically. Right. Uh, sure not. It's, yeah, it's not hurting. He got it. He got it. He got it. Stuff. Better take this. He better take this 3 million and make it do what it do. Leave me alone. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, just imagine she's getting $3.5 million a year and she don't even got to work because that's how much she's got. That's how much it's going to be a year. She ain't got to get chance. Now, she don't get it no more once she married or gets caught up in another domestic relationship. So she better start dodging these dudes. Whoever dude's coming at, she better start dodging, playing dodge with them. Like, listen, because you know, you know he is going to be having investigators on her like hotcakes to find out when she's getting in a relationship. Right. <laughs> you know, because he's waiting to have that check stop. Absolutely. We're still waiting on you, Jay. We're rooting for you. I'd become a nun with that money. I would right? A nun, right? I don't need no man no more. Shop clothes. <laughs> I don't need no man. Three hundred thousand a month. Shoot. And she living in the Malibu house. Shoot. Mm-mm. Nah, like you said, yep, become a nun myself. Yeah, man. Heading over to the comment sections, we have a bonjour from Miss Sheridan Ridges. We see you. Hello to hey. you too. Anybody in the speaking French right now? So merci beaucoup, salutations, and all that good stuff. <laughs> bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. <laughs> what? <laughs> what was the comment though? It was bonjour. That oh, bonjour. Was. Oh, okay. She was bonjour. speaking. Bonjour. Exactly. Somebody say, "Who is she?" That's still her. <laughs> well, what she are you? What she are you referring to, hon? They said, "Who is she?" Jay, come back to the show, please. <laughs> she said, "Who?" I see who's she on the, the screen. Jay, I'm, please. You know, I'm about. I'm gonna introduce myself. Ladies, I think she sexy. might want you to introduce yourself. Don't. Well, I'm Lady Tasha. I'm new here, you know, a new co-host down with who they want entertainment. I'm a misfit, <laughs> you know, so that's who I am. So that's who she is. Also CEO of the block. You can find me on the block. So that's who she is. 
Now, do you know who she is? Because we got another she up here. She's familiar with that. <laughs> do you know Trust who she me. is? Trust me, she's familiar with Dazzy. Oh, okay, she knows who Dazzy is? Yes. I mean, you know what? I mean, she knows who she. Like, who she. You know, that's how I'm taking it. She didn't say, oh, who's the new person we have up here? Something delightful. You know, who she. Oh, we have a new face. Yeah, we have a new face. You know, welcome. I get to know who she. <laughs> that's all. You know what I'm saying? How about who this lady? You know? <laughs> I miss this sister. Well, I don't think Jay's coming back to the show. He said he was going. I think I think his wife feeling too bad, and he's going to go to the hospital with her. Oh no! Oh, so no. let's move on to topic. Uh, wait, oh, said, no, the, no, the, no, the she I was referring. Uh, I, I can't see because we got the logo on front on top of it. Okay, let's. let's it says the she I was asking about is who you were talking about. Shake my head. Well, I'm sorry, hon. It's all about jokes and stuff. I didn't mean nothing. No. So, you know, I, I joke a lot. You know what I'm saying? I, you, you know, know so, who they won't get down. Won't okay, so, I, you know. <laughs> but I, what, what she said, who she, like, I still don't understand who she meant by who she, though. Like, the friend that I would save, who is the friend I would tell? If they oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay, if it's related okay, to okay. that. So let's clear oh, okay. that up respectfully. Oh, okay. Okay. Just, well, it's a friend. Like, yeah. Your cousin or your best friend or friend. If I see that's it and she's female and I care right. about that particular person. I'm right. telling you. That's the she. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. She could be your friend, your mother, your granny, mm -hmm. your church member, you know, anyone. Hold on now. Hold on. We got to wait. You got to have some stipulation. Okay. No, I'm just being me. <laughs> she said church members. I'm pretty sure she'd have been prophesied that that was going on. But you know what? That is crazy. Wait a minute now. Because, you know, my both of my parents are deceased. But if it came down to the point where you had to tell your one of your parents that the other parents are cheating, would you do it? Uh, I had to go through that experience. Really? With my parents. Yeah. To the point where my mom kind of knew and just so happened she didn't know how to figure it out. And so she enlisted me to help her do her digging. So I had to like pull the phone records. You know, back in the day, you used to be able to go to the phone company and have them pull the records. So mm. we had to pull the records, call mm. the numbers. So yeah, I had to help my mama find out my daddy was cheating. So what type of impact did that have with you and your relationship with, the relationship with you and your father? It had a major impact because my dad, he thought I chose sides, but I really mm -hmm. was doing what my mother was telling me to do. So I didn't choose sides. When my mother was wrong, I told her. When he was wrong, I told him. Because once my dad got caught cheating, he turned abusive. Um, mm. And so, of course, I faulted him for that. So it wound up happening where my mom moved to Houston. So when she moved... She took my two younger siblings and left. Well, my mm. dad had already left the house, him and my older sibling. So who was left out was me, 16 years old, still in high school, working two jobs. I was abandoned by my family. Mm. And so I couldn't, at that point, the only parent I had in Louisiana was my dad. But I couldn't go to him to sign papers for me for school. Nothing. Because mm. he, he, he was still upset. Right. He would cook barbecues and wouldn't even invite me. He didn't care if I ate, hmm. lived, died, nothing. 
I got into a car accident where I almost died. My mom called him from Houston to tell him I was in a car accident for him to check on me. He told my mom, she told who she wanted to tell and hung up in my mom's face. Mm. Never checked on me, nothing. So it took for me to become an adult now to kind of start building that relationship again. But yeah, he, him and his whole side of the family disowned me. Oh man. So, but I had to be honest. If you're cheating, you're cheating. You're wrong. You destroyed our family. So I can't, you can't fault me and hate me because you're caught. Wow. Um, Shannon, did you respond to her? Did she respond to her? Huh? Yeah, I was just telling it was Dr. Dre's wife, right? Dr. Dre's wife, yeah. They saying she took an L getting only three hundred thousand dollars a month for spousal support from him, but I said I'll take that L any day. Three hundred K? Like what are you? Three hundred K a month? Shoot, I'll take that L anyway. That's a come off. Yeah. Wow. So Thank Dazzy, you for sharing she was that expressing, She was expressing that she's sorry that you went through that to you, Daz. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. It made me a stronger person, honestly. Like, at this point now, it's like, y'all can't tell me nothing. I had to dig up everything off the, from ground up. Like, I didn't have the experiences like my family had. But now, mm. if you look at my siblings, they're still heavily dependent on, you know, needing guidance, this, that, and the other. Whereas... I'm out here, you know, thriving. So it's like, it, it did me way better than it did worse, you know? Mm, mm. Well, you know what? I'm glad you was able to pull some, you know, something out to make you stronger and build you up, you know, out of that. Because that's rough. I don't know what I would have done. I was such a spoiled brat and a mommy's dad, a mommy's girl and a daddy's girl. I don't, I don't know. I know I would have told my mother, but I don't know how I would have handled it like you. Yeah, you know and it was I'm crazy because we were spoiled too. Like before that, we had everything. Like my daddy, like we always was the kids that had the newest everything. We, I mean, spoiled to the T. So as soon as my daddy got caught, we lost everything. So it was like a big slap in my face. I'm like, I get no money no more. No, like no nothing. You don't even care if I'm living. Like that was. I've never had love be to have love ripped away from you so quickly. Right, right. From someone that birthed you. Right. You the the nourishing part. Right, right, right. So that was crazy, but I mean it is what it is. Right. Well, well um study, can you read that? I want to make sure I'm reading that right. Okay, Sheridan says she never had those issues growing up in a house of polygamy. Yeah, I want to make sure I was reading that right. Yeah, you read it correctly. <laughs> so let's approach this. So, never had those issues growing up in a house of polygamy. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I can see that though, because instead of cheating, there's no secrets because yeah. she's in Do the you house go? too. So we sister wives. So you, it's no sneaking around. So I don't have to get mad, and I'm sure the sister wives had an understanding. So. I mean, I feel like for people who could be in a polygamous relationship and make that work, I mean, it takes some some strength to make that work, that dynamic work. But kudos for them. If they can make that work and rock it out, kudos. Because they say it's better to have a bigger family, uh, you know, sometimes. 
I'm too jealous for a preliminary relationship. I'm too jealous. I, I couldn't. I, I, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't. No, I, I'm too jealous. I need all the attention. You know, <laughs> I just can't. Mm -mm, I wouldn't be able to do that. Well, if that's, that's the case, then get in a polygamous relationship where you have multiple men, and then you're gonna be the one with all the intention. I'm gonna need you not to trade her into that life. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying there's other dynamics than just the husband with. Multiple but do you know what? Let me tell you something. For women, I mean, multiple men. But sometimes that's what we have to do just to get the right one. We have to just get like six or seven of them. You know what I'm saying? With, uh, with one quality each till we build that right, correct dude and stuff. But I guess it's, you know, but no, I couldn't do no polygamy. I, I'm too, I, I'm I'm so like, I didn't grow up, I grew up in a house and my mother and parents was together forever. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm used to seeing that that foundation. You know, the mother, the father, the, the, the husband, the wife, the respect, you know, the loyalty and stuff. So I, I, I just couldn't do it, you know? Mm -hmm. No, I couldn't do. That's I'm not a cheater at that either. I'm she not says a by her being poly, she's drowned in the attention. You drowned in the attention. Hmm. So, so you have multiple men. That's what you're saying. Polygamy and polyamorous. Uh, I hate that word. Polyamorous are Terry. Uh, totally, totally different. Right. Totally different lifestyles. Two and different lifestyles. Are. Well, yeah, yeah, poly. Okay, yeah, yeah, they are. Because uh, polygamy, I guess you just have like one, one, like usually the man who has like a mm -hmm. flock of women who's just his, and they all just together in this whole family, and they're good mm -hmm. with it. But um, the other one, and I can't get it off my tongue either. <laughs> Apollo Ramirez. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> That means, you know, they, they just open to do whatever relationship, you know, to see whoever relationship. Or not. But I think that goes two ways, though. You know, it's just mm. not one person sitting there. You know, one person, you know, only one of them, um, one person allowed to have, you know, multiple right. relationships. Yeah. You know, it goes both ways. it's different dynamics. It's like, okay, you could be a couple and we date together as a couple meaning we're looking for a wife to join us and then it could be you know you date separately and i date separately we're married we're poly i date my people separately you date your people separately so it's like a whole bunch of rules and you know different things that go in it but yeah but see i i'm gonna get offended that's what i'm saying i couldn't do it because i'm gonna get offended if my man want to bring somebody else up in the bedroom, you know, because that's basically what that is. Because I'm sure that's how it would be going down with them, you but know. But if she was on the other foot and you didn't want to bring someone else in the bedroom, no, this is not like that. I, it's only two people I need in the bedroom, me and the other person. That's it, you know. I, I, I you know, because first of all, I'm not, I don't do the female thing. I'm not into females. And second of all, I'm not into having, you know, another dude in the bedroom with me and a dude I'm with, you know. Especially, you know, some, some couples like that. Some couples like that, but I'm not like that. And first of all, I'm thinking, what my man gonna think of me? You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. something's gonna change with the train of thought that he has with you. You know, once you step on a level like that, I don't care what nobody said. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? You can be in a relationship with your man 
for 10 years. And if you decide, okay, you know, we've been together, let's spice it up. And he said, well, let's bring somebody in the bedroom. We can be like, okay, well, can I bring a dude? And if he's agreeing to that, he's, I think he's like really testing you to see what you're going to do. And if you do it, he's going to be looking at you sideways. Cause I know I'll be looking at my man sideways if he just even asked me and think. <laughs> Cause ain't nobody coming up in the bedroom with us. Uh, so good points, good points, which will thank you, Sheridan, for helping us to open up on our second topic, yeah. then, which is, is it a good, is it good to meet someone incarcerated and start a monogamous relationship with them? Let's get your take on that, Sheridan, since you're tuning in in the audience. You know, <laughs> one of y'all can feel free to open it up till she responds. Hell to the no, no. <laughs> to the double, no, 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 no. Don't know. <laughs> so, so you want to hold little Jimmy down? Oh, she don't wrote a she don't wrote a thesis for us. <laughs> okay, let's jump to the comments. Later. <laughs> she don't wrote a thesis. Let's hear what she said. Oh, she's still. On. Okay, people poly how they oh, want, but in a this what that word? Okay, polygamy people but in a polygamy lifestyle the females aren't sexually involved and the man can only marry as many females as he can take care of yeah that's, that's chopping into my phones I don't, I don't want nobody chopping into my phones you know <laughs> <laughs> um how the fuck you monogamous would it? there's people that do it there's people that do it there is people that do it hon um you don't watch love after lockup <laughs> You don't want love that, and these are real people. You don't see what Daniel's going through with that chick Nicole right now? Shoot. Yeah. These are real, that's just sad, honey. Oh, no. That's, and she, let me tell you something. Nicole did the switchy real quick. <laughs> she did the switchy real quick. She didn't even wait. They were driving in the car after he picked her up from the gate, and she switched up. She didn't even wait. She didn't give him a week. <laughs> she just switched up. And he bought all this lingerie, and he's like, you got to put it on, right? <laughs> Oh, shoot. Uh-uh. Yeah, but they do it. They do it. I couldn't personally do it. No. I can't. I can't. Like, first of all, I you know, I don't care if I'm meeting this person through a third party or somebody who I already know. Or they a lot of people just go on the, on the they got a prison site that they allowed to go on to meet these people. <laughs> they go on to meet them there, which I just don't understand. Cause like, what are you meeting? But um I, I, I just charges. Right. Do you mean they charges? You mean they mugshot? <laughs> you know, like I, I don't, I couldn't do it. Like, what are you getting out of it? And they be people be in relationships with people for years, and then they wind up getting married to them. Mm -hmm. I'm like, first of all, you with this person, and you starting to develop feelings for this person. And I'm talking about the person who's not like the, you know, the person who's not incarcerated. You know, you're developing feelings for this person that's incarcerated, and and, and you know, nine out of ten, and I'm sorry to say, when it's a guy, he has a million and one other girls that he's doing the same thing with. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Yeah, you know, they, they all sit in a circle because you know, everybody knows somebody that was incarcerated and they'll tell you the story. They all sit in the circle with that yellow paper, writing their notes, preparing their notes, telling one another what to say, to mail it to these females and stuff. But like what what about the intimacy? You know, you can't decide to be monogamous with someone when you have not been with that person personally. There's no intimacy. You don't even know what it feels like. You don't even know if it's good. You know what I'm saying? And you know, that's a, you know, that's a sex is a major part in a relationship. So then to call yourself monogamous with somebody that's locked up. 
Like, what are you getting out of that? I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Conjugal visit. Conjugal visit? No, no, no. I should have just skipped this episode because y'all bringing up everything I've been in. Like, Mm. okay. So, okay, but listen. Listen, you so you've been in a relationship with somebody that was a monogamous relationship. Well, that, but, but listen, but listen, let, let's clarify it. I'm not talking about somebody who you knew and then they got locked up. I'm talking about somebody who you never knew. They've been locked up for like five to ten years. You meet them while they locked up, and then you fall in love with them. That's what I'm talking about. Well, let me. I wouldn't be able to do it. Why? Because I have a very. Um, I have needs that that are very high than average, and uh-huh. I can't wait. So, right. but my sister went on that uh, write an inmate website, and she got a pen pal. Pen pal, because they stay off pen pal. Illinois, who was arrested. He's a big drug dealer. Got arrested. He's doing life. He's not getting out. They've been communicating for a long time. Well, he was in there talking about my friend need a friend. So my sister. Gave this pen pal my number. Wow. Never known, didn't know. She didn't even tell me. She didn't warn me. I just got a random call from prison. And so I answered it because, you know, I just answer calls because of the way I work. And um, me and this guy, we are now pen pals, I guess you could say. Our birthday wound up being the same day. He's in jail for murder for a bank robbery. Um, But we have built a friendship just from us talking and it's good for him because he don't have anyone to talk to his family abandoned him whatever so it's nice but i could see how people could build a relationship from that me personally he he never he's not looking for a relationship we're just really friend level but i could see how someone could build something like that just having conversations every day building that emotional connection but as far as being like monogamous with them, I would be lying. Every time I answer the phone, I'm like, yes, babe, I'm with you. I love you. Uh, you're the only one I'm seeing. And then once I hang up the phone, I'm going to have lunch with, you know, Ben or whatever his name is, because I can't be single. And then if you get out, I'm be looking stupid because I'm like, dang, I'm going to have to tell Daryl and Ben, you know. I got I'm home, right? boo. And then okay. who, who's to know what you're doing in jail? You might be sleeping with some whole dude. You might be gay for the stay, and I didn't know. So it's like. Oh, it, so you telling me Rodney was like riding a pack of peanut honest. butter before he came home. I'm saying if the, if the man in there for 30 years, like, is he going, is he really going? He's going to crack. He's going to crack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's going to crack if he's been locked up for 30. I'm sorry. He's going to crack. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't care what nobody says. Some fellas going to get mad when they hear me say that. Yeah. You done got somebody for a pack of smokes. Like, don't, don't, don't lie. <laughs> he done bent over for something. You know what I'm you saying? Bent somebody over for something. You owe me some bags of chips. Bend over. Drop your. Yeah. Chips. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, but I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? You know, to have a relationship, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? If you want to have a friend, you write back and forth to. But I just still think it's totally impossible to develop um, relationship emotions and intimate intimacy, you know, feelings for a person when they like, because that's all, that's what comes a part of a relationship. You know what I'm saying? So I just think anybody who does that, they have big insecurity issues. They do. 
You know what I'm saying? I, that that's how just how I feel because you just like I said, this person you do not know. You just met them. You're not with them. The only time you can be with them physically, and that's supervised, and you have boundaries there. So I mean, where's the bonding coming at? You know, besides them writing and phone calls, and it's much more than to a relationship than that. And then 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 to say you're monogamous because I know females that's in relationships with dudes that they just met and never been with personally. And they have these long relationships, and then they just start, they get into arguments and everything. I'm like, how are you getting into an argument with somebody that's locked up? You know, well, I don't get it. How do you what get are you writing? Angry letters? What are you arguing about in this relationship? You, you see me angry letters with all capital letters? Right. Like, how do you go from having a pen pal, okay, and you're writing back and forth and stuff and now you developing a relationship and feelings for this person you're going to call yourself a relationship and now you letting them you're getting an argument what? yeah like how does that happen like what, what can you possibly arguing about and then then you got the females that worry about okay i got him mad he hasn't called <laughs> he hasn't called like really you mad because he hasn't called are you serious like mm-hmm. uh, I, I just don't get it. Like that that's my lack of life is crucial, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah. let that be a lesson. Find you somebody that you can see, touch, smell, taste on the regular. Stop looking for somebody listen, you gotta wait 30 to 40 plus years, don't know what you're coming home to. Just saying. Right. And listen, I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. You know what I'm saying? But what I am, you know, you want to get close with somebody, you meet somebody in prison, you you, you get them, you you speak to them, get right, and you start developing, you know, feelings for them. But slow it down. See, wait till they get home. Hopefully they got a release date. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wait till they get home to see how it's going to pan out. Because that's when the truth is really going to come out, when they get home. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when they get home. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, when they locked up, sending the cards and the letters and the baby this, and they always calling you, you know, like clockwork every day and stuff and whatnot. That's all in good. Because that's, that, that, that's, what that's what's warming you. But when they get home, they hit them streets. <laughs> it's gonna I mean, be a different story. I mean, listeners, if y'all live through that, please by all means let us know because I would like to know how that happened and how that dynamic, you know, worked out for y'all. But I mean, would that be kind of like you dating someone that's in the army that's gone, that's been deported for so many years, and then you gotta wait and be faithful until they come back, and you know that's a different. That's a different. That's a, to that's me that's a whole different, different situation. Because first of all, he's over there defending the country, defending me, so he deserves a little bit more credit in that. So yeah, I gotta be. I'll be a little bit more open to that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, but somebody that's in prison, nah, nah. Yeah, they weren't taking <laughs> robbery charges. For you to make yeah. sure you were straight, they was just being stupid on something ignorant. So. No, somebody else in prison who I haven't met and I don't know that, and that's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I'm not saying somebody you knew and they got locked up and you knew them for a long time and stuff, and you know, and you can vouch that they do have some character, some decent character, because mm-hmm. you don't know these people. You just, you know, you don't know if they have decent character or not. You know, you, you got to be with them. You know, you got to be around them. You know, you got to you got to get that that physical, personal vibe with them, and not locked up because right. you know they, they you know you when they out in the environment around everybody else, you got to see if they're gonna put you first. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. And and it's just no. Nah. To me, like I said, that that's a big insecurity issue. And, and you know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of females, a couple of females like that that's going through that. Like you know, my nephew. You know, he's incarcerated. I mean, he got chicks fighting over visits. <laughs> they sitting on visits with one another, and I'm like, you know, but I mean, at least he's pointing it out there, and they know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying he's like, this is the situation. You know, but. You know, these getting into a monogamous relationship? No. Well, I'm getting into a relationship, period? No. And mm-hmm. let alone monogamous? Hell to no now. Yeah. No. I'm loving the show tonight, guys. We're having incredible conversations with an incredible audience feedback. I love it. So we're going to send our get well wishes to my main man, Jay Taddy, as he yes. deals with his health issues with his wife. And all that. So we yeah. wish you could have, we would have loved you to chime in on that conversation because oh, just Lord. that level of J Taddy, that as it could tell you, would have made that the butter, the cream, and the whole cherry on the top in that conversation. Tonight. Maybe when we, we come back and revisit it when he's available one day. You know what I'm saying? We're not going, we're not, we are not going back to this topic. I refuse. <laughs> you refuse. <laughs> we're not going to drag that out of the mud. What? Let it go. So continuing on with topic Thursday, I got a special topic from one of our fans. The fruit has given this topic for us and it's entitled why being freaky still won't get you wifed when you're pushing 40. Where did we go wrong in this relationship that I haven't received marriage as freaky as this person can get and still haven't received marriage and they pushing 40. How would y'all approach this one? Go. Well, you got to look at who you picking around to get freaky with, honey. <laughs> like who? What, what's what, like what? What type of dudes are you picking? You know, and um, you know, it, it's not the it's not all about the freakiness. If you're looking for marriage, the qualities you should be looking at is the type of character the person is. You know what values that person have, and what that person themselves is looking for. Because evidently, you know they might not. Everybody you messing with and getting freaky with. And I don't even say everybody and label her like or label him or her like that. Whoever this is, well, it must be mm-hmm. a female because you say wife. But mm-hmm. it all depends on who are you giving your time to. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And how you're carrying yourself. Because if you, because I, mm-hmm. I noticed you said freaky. So if you're carrying yourself as a freaky person off the back to these men. You know what I'm saying? That that's what they're gonna treat you like a freaky person. They're not gonna look at you as a wife first. They're gonna look at you as a freaky. So mm-hmm. when you your first interaction with these people, these guys, is like, what are you presenting yourself as? Right. I mean, to be a wife, you have to have a certain qualities. So it, first, you got to be like, okay, am I presenting wife qualities? And you can't present wife qualities to everybody. You have to present that to someone that deserves it. And they, first, it got to be someone that wants that part. Exactly. Like if, if they don't want a wife, don't be wifing up being a wife to someone that don't even want a wife. You wasting your time. You will never she said be a only wife. two relationships in 25 years. Ooh. <laughs> really with the ooh. I mean, I mean, I, I, well, I'm hoping the list the second relationship are you still there with the person or I mean, I hope there was long relationships, you know. Sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's like that, you know, and everything. But you know, you gotta shock these men. You know what I'm saying? You meet these men, and if you're interested, and you're trying to get that wife label or title, and you really like the person, you gotta present yourself as that wife. You know what I'm saying? And then when y'all get into the bedroom, 
you, you know, you switch it up and you, you know, surprise them. Because that's what every man wants. They want a lady in public and a freak in the bedroom. That's the wife. Mm. Not, you know, they're not a wife of the, is not a freak in public. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And the wife at home. No. She said she did all that when she was a teenager. She played the wife role as a teenager. Well, I don't no, blame you. No, I honey, mean, you he... wasn't playing a wife role. Not as a teenager. Because as a teenager, I'm sorry, you, you don't know what a wife, to being a wife is. I, I, I'm respecting the fact that you was in a relationship when you was a teenager, but it wasn't a wife role and stuff. That was more of like, you know, I'm not downplaying your relationship at all, but it wasn't a wife role. Being a wife is just something totally different, and it takes a certain type of maturity at that. It's so, so as far as being a husband as well. True. Why being freaky still? That's still the topic. Yes. Still when, yeah. I'm loving it. And see, you're giving up the cookies too fast. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Because when you said why, she said why being freaky still won't get you wife when you pushing 40. Where'd it go wrong? See, let me tell you something, honey. I, I, okay, I'm telling my age because I'm I'm 40 plus. When you get to 40, you at that party and you're like, well, I don't give a ass. So if you're 40 and you're worrying about this right now, there's something, you know, stop worrying about being wife. It ain't nothing wrong with you because you're not wifed up yet. When you get 40, you're supposed to be having fun. You know what I'm saying? And you're supposed to be living your life. And that's mm-hmm. like when you get 40 and you're 40, your sex drive even get even more crazier. So I can understand what you're saying about the freaky part, but... Long story short, one guy. Long story short, with one guy, he went to prison while I was in prison. Well, while he was in prison from another relationship, when prison one got out, went back to prison one. Okay, somebody want to translate that to me? The long story. I get, I get where she's coming from. Like I understand. I feel you. Our stories kind of, well, not the dating prisoners and stuff part, but the surviving the sexual abuse and all of that, not knowing how to attract a man. I understand that because I've been there. I've mentored people that have been there. But if you're trying to attract someone as a wife, when you're trying to present yourself as a wife to someone, you have to present your qualities, your heart, your energy first before you present your sex. It's like if you're cooking a meal and you're inviting them over to eat, you're not gonna give them the dessert first. No, I'm about to show you that I could cook you a, a des- I like I could cook you some gumbo. You want some fried chicken macaroni, you want some sweet potatoes, you want some smothered pork chops. Mm-hmm. Like I'm showing you the meals I could create for you, the life I could build for you, my support that I could help lift you up first before I'm showing you my goodies. Now, when you get my goodies, you're going to appreciate that way more because you already know the benefit I have in your life. So mm-hmm. it's hard sometimes when you've been abused because you're you're taught and you're treated as if your body is the only thing that someone can see value see, in. Right, right. So it's a mental thing. But you have to change that mental thing first to start attracting something different. And that goes back to what I said earlier. Anybody who seeks to meet somebody that's incarcerated um, and start a monogamous relationship, there has to be something that's going on. Rather, it's insecurities in this person's situation. It was abused in the past. You know, so there's something going on, you know, because you, you just don't do that. Because anybody who wants 
a successful relationship and wants to really be genuinely loved, you know, they're going to want the whole shebang. They're not going to settle for to have something in between them, you know, a bar, you know, bars, a prison bars and a, a life sentence, you know, and everything. So they settling for uh, 15 hours. It's really all a mental thing. Like, like you can change anything. You, you want to read that study? I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Dancy. I'm just saying, like, to change, you could change everything, like, if you change your mind. Like me, I'm about to be 30. My birthday's coming up. I have been proposed to so many times. I didn't had so many engagement rings. It's funny. But at the end of the day, I walked away from that because I knew that that marriage wasn't going right. to, it wasn't going to build anything. Like, you, I can make you happy. I'm very good at molding myself to be everything you need. But at the end of the day, you also got to be what makes me happy. So mm -hmm. I walked away from those engagements and this, that, and the other, realizing you're not going to make me happy. And why sign this paper and commit myself to you if I'm then going to be looking for something else or my happiness from somewhere else? So I present myself as wife material every day. But... I mean, it's like you have to, it, it's deeper than that. You have to have a connection. And those right. men have to see that within you. Like when I walk into a room, not saying anything or being cocky, but I hold myself to a certain standard. So people already look at me like, okay, is she approachable? Is she not approachable? So it's like you have to hold yourself to the standard of the type of men you want to attract. If I want to attract a thug hood nigga, then I'm going to be ratchet with what up? You know, I'm, that's what I'm trying to attract. But if I'm trying to attract the CEO or something, then when I walk into a room, I'm going to walk in with the air of that importance to attract someone with that importance, you know? Uh, if that makes sense. I don't know. No, it makes perfectly good sense. Absolutely. Respect. That's one thing about, about us having that judgment free. If I was 40 and I was single, I'm going to be freaking with who I want to be freaking with. I'm not even paying no more. Something exactly. A headache. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, what's that paper worth? That paper ain't worth nothing. That'd be a, you know? a headache. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Enjoy that freak life. <laughs> she's been with she's been with this person since she was 15 and been with only one other person in another relationship if she's not wife and material she don't know what classifies a wife as a wife is what she's saying well at that point give him an ultimatum and say where my ring at nigga oh, excuse my language but shoot I've been with you since I was 15 I dedicated my life to you why haven't you given me a ring yet because now it's not a problem with you. It's a problem with him. Well, first of all, I got I, I got something to say about that. I don't mean to cut you off. Okay? Because we, I can't, I'm not, I'm not going to count being with somebody at 15 and trying to say, where's my ring at years down the road? You know what I'm saying? Okay, if you're still together years down the road, like, and you're in your 30s, is that that's what she meant to say? Is she, that she's saying now that they've grown, they've been here since they were 15? Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's X out the ages the time frame from when it was between 15 and 21. Okay, we can't count those. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because those, that, that's the, the foolery fuckery time. That's when, you know, stuff is going back and forth. Some people, you know, they was young. Let's talk about the adult years. Those are the years you gotta count. 
You got to count. What was this man doing to show you he when he was a man that he's a man? What was he doing as a grown-up, as an adult? You know, so, and, I mean, if you think you deserve, you know, if you think you deserve to be a wife and he's not, you know, giving you what you're looking for, then you, is he what you're looking for? Point blank, period. Because you're looking for a husband, evidently, and he's not trying to be it. I'm pushing yeah. forward. Now he's 53. Now, you see, now there's another issue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because that means you're telling me you're pushing 40 now and he's 53. So when you were 15, this man was damn near 30. So that whole thing, he was something wrong with him, boo. <laughs> you understand? Because he was nothing with a 15-year-old. This the same person? I don't want to start talking out of time. Yeah, right. that, that's that. something's wrong with him. That, that means something's been wrong with that man because, honey, you was a child. You was a child, and I, I'm, I'm saying this, I'm trying to say this in the most sensitive way. And he was, so let's, let's do the math. He was what, 13 years? No, not even 13 years. Yo, 13 years older than you, so you're 15. He's 28. He was a grown behind man messing with a child. So that means something was wrong with him back then. So that's why you're not wifey yet. Because he, was, he wasn't looking for a wifey then when he was messing with you. And yes, I've had... Yes, and I have a sick life. I mean, you it, it's a lot that goes into a dynamic of everyone's relationship and what makes someone go through something. I mean, because like she said, she has a history of sexual abuse, which is right. probably what made her start looking right. for an older man or accepting the love from an older man. Um, they're someone's father probably wasn't, you know, in the life. If your father isn't around, then you start looking for that father that father figure of course. in an older man. And of course, the first thing he wants is your body. So you give him that, you give him your life, and then all those things, you know, come into play with everything. So it's a lot that goes into that dynamic. But now as an adult, it's like we're adults now. It's time we start, we put those things behind us and we start looking at what we are building now and if i've given you my whole life i mean even at the 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 years of 15 i wouldn't discount you that stop. because if i gave you my virginity and i gave you my life and all this and that and i give you a kid and all that yeah i, I, I need something and if he's not giving you that commitment girl at 40 leave him and go find stella where she got her groove back did you just did you just see this last comment here, honey? Like, I gotta go get a drink because <laughs> this just took go a ahead. twist for me. Go <laughs> I gotta go get a I drink. A this just took Is a question. Uncle, the one that abused you as a kid, and is that why you are with him now? Mm. Mango, mango, you gave us a great showrunner. Now my psychic senses are tingling. Mm-mm. Okay, Mango. I need to know. No. Girl, you just turned us into young and the restless tonight. Uh, wait, let's take it back as the world turns. I ask who they want turned. So, okay. So basically what I'm getting from this, and I'm going to put this together here. She's mm -hmm. been abused since she was a child. Okay. okay? And now the person who abused her when she got 15, manipulated her to think they was in an actual relationship. 
Okay. And now they basically they still got something sexually going on. And this person all this time is her uncle. Not that the same abuser. His brother was married to my mother, making him my got you. Okay. Oh, got Okay, got you. Thanks for clearing that up. Got you. I mean, it's still a grimy situation. It's still sick, a sick situation because at the end of the day, when all of this happened, you were still a child. Mm -hmm. And he we still talking about a grown ass man. So no matter how we look at it, you know, remove this person, that person twice in the family, whatever, we still looking at, you know, a man was messing around and abusing a child. And he manipulated this child to think when she got to that age of being a teenager looking for actual love and relationship that they was acting in a relationship just so he can continue abusing her and having mm -hmm. sex with her. Okay. And now here she's a grown woman pushing 40 and she still can't distinguish that this man was just a pig and a beast and he was never for her. Exactly. And it continues. Uh, abuse, when someone has gone through that kind of abuse, that stuff is with you for a lifelong. But, I'm sorry, go ahead, Dazzy, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying, like, that stuff, it, it, it sticks to you lifelong. But okay, but see, what I was going to say, I'm sorry, what you said? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm go sorry, ahead. Go ahead, that's it. I was just saying she deserved better. You deserve better. Right, she de definitely deserved better. And what I was going to say, for her to come on this platform now to be putting that out there, she knows that something's wrong. Do you understand what I'm saying? So now you have to find it in you to take that control and fix it. And, and you know what I'm saying? And you can, rather if you have to go out because this 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 the help for this. There's a lot of tools down here on, on in this world, and you have to get help because basically I get it. You need help. You know what I'm saying? You you need help. You gotta go speak to somebody because you you're coming on discussing this because you know right now you're unhappy. You've been unhappy for, for all your life, unfortunately, and now you're an adult and you're realizing it and you know there's something you see the wrong that's going on here, but now you you gotta try to like only you can fix this. You you gotta try to find that power in you to fix it. You know and 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 walk away. Because I mean, you're not going to get nothing. You're you giving this man too much control. You got to try to get that control and just have power over your whole situation and walk away from this and just try to get some help. Okay, she says that's true about the grown man comment. I just always felt stuck. Like, like was the things I did sexually was the only way that she was able to get the man. I get it. I totally get it. And because, like I said, this, this, this goes back because she was abused as a child. You understand what I'm saying? And that emotionally and mentally had an impact on her. So I totally get it. But, you know, it's it's hard to say, you know, I guess it's easier than um, it's easier to say you have to let go and try to move on. But you do. You have to like, because you're pushing 40 and you got so much more life ahead of you. And for you to come on and to be discussing this and you're feeling a way about it, you know there's something wrong. So you're on the right path. You know this isn't right. You know it, you know it, you've been knew it wasn't right. You know, so only you can change it. I, I, give you, I give you that pass when you was a child. 
when you was a child, mentally you didn't know what was going on and everything. You didn't have the capacity to think, okay, uh, you know, you was probably blaming yourself nines out of 10. You understand? But now you are a grown woman going on 40. You have to start taking ownership of your part. And your part is, is that you're giving this man too much power. You gave him the power of the first half of your life and the childhood. And that's because you basically have really no choice. You're a grown woman now. You have that choice. And I'm not trying to be insensitive to your situation. I'm, I'm trying to just help build you up. You know what I'm saying? Put your big girl panties on and you have to take control of it and take ownership. You're like, what am I doing wrong? Growing up, now, my mother was a housekeeper, so she literally had to clean someone else's toilet to feed us. My daddy was a bus driver. He always worked the extra board, which is overtime, so he was never there because he was too busy trying to get money to keep a roof over our head. But what they did do was, we were the only kids on our block that had the black encyclopedias. We were the only kids on our block that had that. My parents sacrificed because they knew that education was the way out. Not as far as educating to his story, but being educated and knowing how to research information. The number one thing I've always taken from my father that I will always carry for the rest of my life is never believe someone for always research for yourself. So when did we stop that when did that break? I can shoot. Let's go. When they made it a law, you couldn't beat your kids. <clears throat> I got the on it, right? Oh my god. But where did where did beating even come from though? Where did we learn to man, beat man, each other? Man, it worked. No. Man. Who beat us first? I I this is a whole like that's that's a whole thing that has to be unpacked like you, you talking suitcases upon suitcases upon suitcases that need to be completely unpacked because again one is in relation to the other but we have gotten so disconnected because of and like i said the other night mm, there you go gotten so disconnected from who we are for so many reasons and my opinion, religion is one of them because they came in and put Bibles in one hand and chained us with the other and disconnected us from our spirituality, from our true, from who we truly were. So this has been happening for an extensive amount of time. And don't get me wrong. People are getting reconnected. People are getting reconnected with themselves. And that's wonderful. But you still have an entire you have entire generations of people who are just lost they are lost and for so many reasons and something that i'm dealing with now i am a and this is something that i hold close to my heart i'm a prison reform advocate hearing some of these stories and where some of these men come from some of the things that they have experienced some of these women some of some of the places they come from some of the things that they have experienced these people have been dealing i don't know what else to do therapy meds right and it's sad because that means that's telling me that oh gosh and i hate to say it, that's telling me that the the adults that you had in your life just wasn't really caring 
You know, and, and that's very important when you have children. You gotta be mindful of who you having around your children. You know what I mean? You can't just let anybody around them. She's saying that all the men gravitated to her when she was five years old. Who, who, who was, I mean, who was, who was like around her? You know what I'm saying? Well, the mother, the father. You know, who was around her to see like these people, these men? Like pivotal people that should have been there right. to really to be defense. Like she had no defense mechanism at all from this storyline. Well, I no, mean, my no, but- started when I was when I was four, and my parents was present. My parents, both of them, was very strong in my life, but that still didn't block me from, you know, being a 